1: to the very centuries. On today's show, we recap the second week of Bears training camp, and much, much more. What's good, press Hey, man,
0: I'm, I'm good, bro. Audience, another jam-packed show. You know how we do. <laughs> A-Dub and I, we fresh off of Family Fest today. We're going to get into that a little bit later on. But hey dub man, I'm good. It was good chopping it up with you today. I'm still fired up for being out there at Soldier Field.
1: Hey, man, it's always a dope experience out in Soldier Field. Love the fans love the players man the way they react to the fan base it's always dope bro and I got like a little special announcement for the Packer fans out there that thought it
0: was a good idea to try to troll to try to remind us oh it's only a practice and you guys are celebrating touchdowns or they're like oh look at the look at the crowd look at the look at the stands all the empty seats well guess what Packer fans let me let me just give y'all just a quick little <laughs> a little quick little lesson here. See, Chicago is what they call a big city, right? You guys yep. don't know about that because you're in Green Bay. There's a big music festival called Lollapalooza that happens to be in town this weekend. Festival's all over the place. And the Chicago Cubs are playing today. And we still drew 15,000 people to Soldier Field. So I just want to just kind of just correct some of the nonsense that I saw out there. Y'all over here trying to compare. Oh, well, look at our practice versus their practice. You guys had your practice at nighttime.
1: Ours is in the middle of the day with a city full of events. Ain't nothing going on in y'all damn town. You're right. We have a lot going on in the Chicagoland area, man. And the fact that it was raining, we brought that many people out still, and you're right, all these other events going on as well, that's a lot of fans that came out to support. And we're not even talking about the people that be out there tailgating and things that to press, the ones who decided to stay outside and want to do their things outside the stadium. So truth be told, man, it was more than 15,000 people who were actually out in general. See, my whole thing is that's why narratives piss
0: me off. And I was just seeing a lot of foolery going on on Twitter. And like I said, the Packers fans, they they just, for some people that are supposed to be so comfortable with their team and the fact that they've dominated us all these years, they kind of worry about us a little bit too much. You know, I'm like, why y'all so worried about yep. us over here? Jordan Love over there look like hot fucking garbage. Y'all need to be paying attention <laughs> to that. <laughs>
1: Don't worry about us over here. We good. In the words of Braxton Jones, what he you say, job I'm good. We good over here. But to your point, friends, things ain't all good in packing Nation. <laughs> fuck them. Look, fuck them. <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? Fuck y'all yep. and y'all trash quarterback. Fuck y'all and y'all trash city. Fuck all of y'all. Stay out of Chicago Bears business. I'm sick and tired of the foolery, and I can't wait till week one. That's all I got to say. Justin Fields about to shut all you motherfuckers up. It's going to be... A tough 10 years for Packers fans. Because we up. Ain't hey, nothing but up. It's up. Week one, all the way through week 18. I know everybody's like, Perez, calm down. It's only August. I don't give a
1: fuck. <laughs> We've been seeing a lot of happening with Justin Fields and the team in general, right? But on the other hand, to those Packers Nation over there, ain't enough love to spread around. Let that sink in.
0: It's <laughs> Ain't no love. No
1: love, <laughs> none love, at all. <laughs> love is trash, love is dead. <laughs> God,
0: I can't wait! I can't wait. I can't wait. I
1: swear to God,
0: I can't wait. I told these fuckers last year, man, the same thing is gonna make y'all laugh, is gonna make y'all cry.
1: Man, you've been Just saying that you've been saying it, bro, for a while. So, if some of you packing nation tuned in to some of our episodes. You heard Perez say that. You heard. them weirdos be listening. I know they be listening because I didn't see <laughs> some of that foolishness
0: coming up in our DMs, and I don't respond to it. I'm like, man, please, I ain't got time for this shit. You live in Green Bay. What the hell I'm worried about you for?
1: Right. <laughs> shit, Absolutely. Me, me <laughs> and they,
0: Doug are going to be fucking taking a boat out on Lake Michigan, and you out there eating cheese and doing stupid shit. Fuck you. I, I hate those fans. I hate them motherfuckers, man. And we were nice enough to have Packers podcasters on this show. So, <laughs> Think about that, though. We've been, we've opened our home to Packers podcasters. True. That's so right. that's you hear me being fucking disrespectful now is because I'm sick and tired of y'all. See, ain't no more nice guy. Ain't no more prayers being down the middle on this shit. It's fucking fuck
1: y'all on site. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm probably going to turn into a little troll this year. I'm going to start trolling somebody Packer Nation, you know, let them see how it feels because, um, Things ain't going to look so pretty for them in the coming season, man. So they're going to have a hard time, man. So guess what? We get a chance to return the favor. One of them little pack troll dudes that
0: caught himself being an not basketball podcaster, which he ain't even on the beat, caught himself trying to, like, take a little shot. And you know, of course, ain't dumb. I ain't going to let that shit go. I'm sitting there nah. like, bro, bro, you behind your keyboard being real tough for a guy that ain't even on the beat. But I told him, <laughs> I was like, I'd love to meet you in person.
1: i love to have a conversation with you. You don't want no that, smoke, bro. You don't want no smoke. That conversation you're talking about, Perez, it ain't going to happen, man. He ain't going to make it.
0: He <laughs> ain't going to make it. First of all, he ain't going to make it because they ain't going to credential his bum ass. But the second part about it, is, that conversation going to happen because he's going to duck. He's going to duck the smoke. These oh, guys man. are all keyboard cowards, man. They're keyboard warriors. Just wait. I'll tell you, the. dub when Aaron Rodgers left, man, I knew I was like, man, all their dreams just went up in flames. All their dreams went up in flames. Aaron was like, fuck y'all.
1: Right. He was like,
0: get me out of this trash ass city. I mean, he kind of went to another trash city,
1: but anyway, you <laughs> know, he left this Packers team in disarray. So they're gonna have all the trouble. They're gonna hear all the smoke coming from us because look, it's their turn to feel that pressure, man. It's their turn to be mocked. So your point, what goes around, comes around, this is where we're at now. I'm looking for all the smoke. The point is, can they handle it going forward? Because I don't think they can, Press. And you know how I feel about you. They can't out trash talk you, bro.
0: <laughs> no, hell no. They sure can. And this is the thing, man. I've taken the high road. Bears fans, we have had such awful quarterback play. We've had to deal with Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, you guys already know. And we sat there. We took that shit on the chin. You yep. ain't make no excuses about it. We're like, hey, you know what? Y'all had our number. These motherfuckers still talking. Y'all don't have no Brett Favre coming out that locker room. Y'all ain't got no Aaron Rodgers coming out of that, out of that locker room.
1: Y'all got Jordan Love. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> they got Jordan Love and they talking hella trash. But they got a top three quarterback in the in, in, in NFL, man. They need to relax.
0: They can't. They can't handle that. This is gonna be a tough season for them. They're gonna be crying in pillows every fucking night this season. I swear <laughs> to God. But you know what? I'm off of y'all for now. I'm off of y'all for now. But I had to get that off my chest because the stupidity that went on Twitter today it yeah. pissed me off. And I was like, "No, nah, this ain't. This ain't gonna go unaddressed." And I wish one of y'all fucking idiots slide up in our DMs. I wish it would. I wish you would. Because I said what I said, <laughs> and we stand on it. Man, I stand on that shit like a the hill that I stand on. With Justin Fields is going to fucking take back that North. Hey, yeah. that's what they scared of, right there. See, that's what got, got some scared of. Sc- <laughs> they scared of JF one. They they already know. They already know what he gonna come to do. Okay. I'm scared for them. I ain't gonna lie to you, man. After today's practice, I was looking at that man out there. I was like, man, I'm scared for these people. I'm scared for the NFL. Yeah, man. This ain't cap, this ain't cap
1: all this. I'm scared for the NFL. This kid is coming. He coming, man. He hey, look, when we see the growth like that, Perez, you gotta salute that. They should be scared, bro. They should be. And I got the goofies telling me, oh, he doing all
0: that against the Bears defense. The Bears defense ain't this, the Bears defense ain't that. Shut up.
1: <laughs> Just shut up. Relax. The thing is, this tells me how much they don't know, Perez. How much they have not been paying attention. They're gonna be the one surprised, not us. Yeah, because listen. Ryan Poles went out there and got us that edge rusher that we
0: all have been pining for. All this, you guys heard me in A-Dub. We talked about it during the offseason, and this was one of the guys that we said, hey, Ryan Poles, make it happen, and he did. And you know what was the funniest part about it, and dub uh, Ryan Poles was talking about how he would be either his son's baseball game and fans would be yelling at him, you know what I'm saying, get us an edge rusher. He said, "Oh, he was on the beach in Maui, and he said he saw the fans talk about, get us an edge rusher. He made it happen for us, but I like the fact that he also has a sense of humor about it. To know how
1: passionate Bears fans are, and we want what's best for this team. True, true. He gets it, man. And that's the one thing you and I have been uh, giving Pose a lot of credit for. He understands, man. He gets what's happening here. He gets what his team is at. He also understands the needs of this franchise, and <laughs> he made it happen, bro. Without a doubt.
0: Yannick and Ngakwe, I know people are going to sit up here and they're going to pick at his game and what he can't do, right? Because they're going to say, well, guys, he struggles against the run. Okay, well, you know what? What he don't struggle with is getting after the quarterback's ass. (laughs) And that's what they brought him in here to do. Listen, man, you can sign me up for a guy that averages over nine sacks in his career. That's going to look pretty damn good, A-Dub, in that pass rush, you know what I'm saying, arsenal of ours. Because we talked about it ad nauseum. The fact that last year, we didn't get it done. Right. But now, what will what, what, what my boy Poles do? DeMarcus Walker, Yannick Ngakwe. Added him to that mix with Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson. Ooh. Ooh.
1: The competition got tougher for the Chicago Bears. I love that part of it. But you hit a good point with Yannick. The dude can get to the quarterback. That's a that's specialty. I'm all for it. I don't need to talk about his weaknesses. That don't mean nothing. We're talking about what we need. We're talking about addressing a need. That is a need. We want, we want to play to get out to the quarterback. You talk about creating turnovers and all those things, making the quarterback uncomfortable, making the quarterback throw mistakes. That's how you do it. Make them very uncomfortable. That's what Yankee has been doing throughout his career, man, making it com- uncomfortable for quarterbacks. So if he can come in here and do the same thing in Chicago, he's done his job. I'm not talking about no run. Forget all that. We need pressure on the quarterback.
0: Get that done. And another key point, A-Dub, we were dead last in sacks last year. 20. We already know Jaquar Brisker led the team in sacks. But last season, Yannick Ngakwe had nine and a half sacks. He would have accounted for damn near half our sacks last season with those nine and a half. Right. The guy's a specialist. I don't have a problem with him coming in here being a specialist. If he's coming in with obvious pass downs to get after the quarterback, cool. But this guy right here, he has shown you that he has that ability. And I don't care that he's bounced around from team to team. Maybe he'll find his home
1: here. He's on a one year proof of deal. So you never know. All I want to do is see the guy continue to execute, bro. That's all that matters to us, right? Hey, have us see someone some of the Julius Peppers, you know, do something great. Hey, Come in here, handle your business. That's what it's about. You never know what may happen after this season, you know, but keep doing your job. That's what it's all about. He may get a two-year deal next year. Who knows? But, hey, the thing is, do what you got to do, do what you can in Chicago, and handle that business, man. So I'm all for this guy, bro. I think he fits in well. We've been hearing a lot about that. I love it. So, hey, man, come and do your thing, bro. Forget what the naysayers say. Forget what the people are talking about, what you cannot do. Show them what you can do. That's what's most important. Now, one of the things with him is he was looking for a multi-year
0: deal in the free agency. And Ryan Poles and Yannick Ngakwe, they were kind of doing a staring match between each other because both sides wanted to, you know what I'm saying, want the team up, right? Right. But Ryan Poles was not going to overpay. And that right. is a stark contrast from what Ryan Pace would have done when he would have been fucking bidding against himself. Right. Ryan Poles is so shrewd. You're talking about a one-year $10.5 million deal, A-dub? But yeah. well, we still got $18 million in cap space left over this season. Mm. So you still got money to go after an extension for Darnell Mooney. You still got money for an extension for Jalen Johnson.
1: Bro, we in good shape, man. We in real good shape. But the thing is, if this turns into a bust with it, which I don't believe, but if it does, it's only a one-year deal, bro. Only a one-year deal. And that's what you like about Ryan Poles with some of these deals he have made uh, with a lot of these players. Some of these are short-term deals. Now, all we need now is the execution piece. Listen, this, there's no downside to this deal. I nope. thought it was a, a freaking
0: low-risk, high-reward type of move by Ryan Poles. He's continuing to show you his abilities. Look at what he has done with this roster. He has overhauled this roster,
1: bro. I mean, it's insane the work that he's put in this offseason. <laughs> we talk about trans, transactions and moves and and – Drafts and all this stuff. This is a different team, bro. And I see why a lot of players feel about this momentum around this team moving forward because the players brought in, bro, they're humble. They're hungry. And this is what you like to see, a big, strong focus from Ryan Poles on the defensive side of the football. He made some things happen there. And then we talked about, of course, what he done to the offense, you know, how he made some moves there. It's like this team is really coming together. The Bears got some intel from Rod Marinelli. And I think that was huge, right? Because
0: now they know exactly what they're getting in this guy. Because Matt Iberflus feels like, wow, people out here think that the guy can't play the run. He's got confidence that Yannick can play it as an every down rusher. True. Which, if he proves that he can do that, hey, even better. Because <laughs> Igakwe, in, in his press conference, he was like, yeah, I'll show him what's up this season. I like that. Come in here with a chip on your shoulder. Show these people yeah. what's up. Because, you know, if everybody going to fucking try to have a They're going to have something to say. They're going to nitpick at your game and this and that. But at the end of the day, getting after the quarterback is what this guy does. Now, I had some Bears fans, A-Dub, like, comparing this move to a Khalil Mack move. Not to say.
1: Nah. (laughs) Khalil Mack was one of a kind that man could do it all. Yeah. But I'm still excited about this move, though. That's going to be overboard for sure, you know. But to your point, man, the guy can get the job done. That is what we're looking for, you know. And I think he has shown, like I said before, you know, the ability to get the job done throughout his career. and If this guy can come in and duplicate that in Chicago, because we do need it, man. We do need it badly, you know? And I think this guy can really um, make an impact on that D-line, especially the D-line that struggled heavily last year that you and I talked about. So I'm hopeful, bro. I know he's going to do his thing. I have no worries. I think the, the Bears brought the right guy into training camp, and I'm glad he's able to now get inserted into this team. I mean, just another thing
0: that I'm excited about is the fact of, this defense has really started to come into form. Now, I know Yannick hasn't reported yet. They're saying that he'll probably be at practice on Tuesday. So right. we'll have a little bit more insight there. But, man, with the way that this defense is looking on paper and from some of the things that we've seen, ourselves from camp, some of the things that we saw from Family Fest today, hey, I got some reasons to be very optimistic about this team. Because if that defense can complement what that offense led
1: by Justin Fields is going to be doing this season, oh, man. This team going to surprise some people. We're starting to see this team really come to form. We're not going to be one of those teams near at the bottom, right, when it comes down to passing the football. We're going to be a lot different this season than last season. Another
0: move that I wanted to talk about is Mercedes Lewis, another solid signing by Ryan Pulse. Now you bring a veteran tight end in here. He comes from the Packers. Yep. Worked with Luke Getty One of the things about his game that I really love is what he does as a blocker. Mm-hmm. he's one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. And like I said, he's got that knowledge of Luke Getz's system. That'll be another feather in the cap of Cole Komet in that development. He ain't coming in here to disrupt anything with Cole Commit. Cole Commit is the number one. But now Cole Commit has Robert Tanyan and Mercedes Lewis in his ear, helping yes. him with this offense.
1: And it's always good to have a vet about to be a great, you know, tight end, you know, how to get to that point we're trying to get him to. And I'll tell you right now, man, Cole commit has some playing some good ball. I'm liking what I'm saying for commit. I'm liking what I'm saying with this um, you know, new additions. And I think having veteran, veteran leadership, they always help, bro.
0: And the one thing you got to worry about with a guy like Mercedes Lewis, 39 years old, father time is undefeated. Yep. However, I think he's probably got a little bit left there in the tank. And we're not looking for him to be some target in the receiving game. He's gonna be in there in line. Blocking and doing what he does best and helping our running backs, whether it's Herbert, whether it's Johnson, whether it's Foreman, right? This is what he's coming in here to do to help out of that offensive line.
1: Yeah. And Mercedes Lewis, man, I'm just happy for the guy, man, to be with a team like this here. He's seen enough press. I think the guy's going to be cool. But the thing is, man, nothing like having another uh, vet on the team, man, that can come in and definitely hold his own ground.
0: Well, man, let's get to some of the remaining parts of this week's practice. So we touched on. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday practice the last time we were on the show. So we're left with Friday and Saturday. And so, Dub, one of the things from the Friday practice, uh, outside of the news we get, that Yannick Ngakwe got signed. But there's some players, man, that I want to just kind of quickly just kind of go through that impressed me from that Friday's practice. Javon Dexter, the rookie defensive tackle. He's been very dominant in camp. Now, I know there was some talk that came out of Family Fest today where people were talking about his get-off of their lack of. All I can tell you is from what I've seen, the guy's been pushing Tevin Jenkins in the backfield on multiple plays. So maybe the get-off may not be there, but the guy's strength and that athleticism, to run-down running backs, I've seen that
1: shit every practice I've been at. Ooh, that's what I'm talking about. Hey, run them down, homie, run them down, man. Hey, I'm starting to like Javon Dexter, bro. Um, hearing his name being called so many times for great reasons behind it, bro. That's what you want to hear about, some of the young talent on this team. So I'm hope I'm happy for him. I hope it continues, though, bro. That's what it's all about, man, seeing that continuous growth throughout. I'm glad to hear he's doing that. And I hope he's do, able to do a little bit more, Perez, as we go throughout this down training camp.
0: Well, I mean, that, it, it's a fair call-up. But like I said, man, I've I've been talking about how Ryan Poles has upgraded his defense when he drafted this kid, and he also drafted Pickens, we knew that we were getting younger, more explosive up on that front. And like I said, Dexter's speed and his tenacity is the thing that's getting him noticed by the coaches. But also, the fans are just showing up out to Hallis Hall for these practices. It's insane, yeah. the ability that we're seeing from him. And my humble opinion, I think that he's starting to separate himself from the rest of the defensive line guys. Now, Phillips is another guy that I want to talk about because I think he's also had an underrated – first couple of weeks of practice as well. But when I look at Dexter, I kind of looking at a guy here, and I'm like, shit, he may fuck around to be the starter. Woo. Oh, oh, oh,
1: hey, hey, you, hey, you coming out with it, okay? You coming with it, frizz. What are I you just, showing me?
0: I'm only telling you what I'm seeing, Dub. That's all I can tell
1: you. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, frizz, he proven that he can play, right? I'm not going to argue with you on that, bro. Not at all. You got to see it firsthand. He's putting the work in, he's showing the effort. That's how you earn your spot on the field.
0: All right, AW. Chase Claypool, honest. I hate to be the guy that says, I told you so, right? And <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Taking victory laps because you know I don't do that kind of thing. But I'm going to do it this time. Told y'all so. Chase Claypool on Friday's practice, man, continuing to show us what time it is touchdowns, touchdowns and more touchdowns is all we're seeing from him. Every single day of practice, bro, he getting in that end zone, getting separation. Man, I don't know what got in the chase play pool, but boy, keep that shit coming. And you know what, Bears fans, the ones is out there talking shit, keep talking shit. Cause y'all, all y'all doing is firing this man up and
1: I'm here for it. All that talking, everybody been doing about this guy, said he wasn't ready, Said he's partying too much like you talked about. Look, he proven you all that, hey, they ain't got nothing to do with what's going on in the field. This dude out there working. And I like when you talk about separation, bro. The separation he getting in the red zone, the separation he getting in general, it's like this guy is showing you that, hey, he can get open. And QB number one has no problem hitting him, bro, at all. But that's what you like about uh, Chase Claypool. As far as learning the playbook and all that stuff, the man got it, bro. Appeared that he has it. And now we're starting to see him cook. The secondary. And this is the thing.
0: We've all been talking about the connection between Fields and DJ Moore, rightfully so, because that shit's been incredible, right? We got some shit on that later. But I think we also need to start talking more about the budding connection between Fields and Chase Claypool, because the way I'm looking at this thing right now, Chase Claypool is taking that wide receiver two job. It's not even close
1: right now. I, I didn't want to admit to that part yet because, uh my boy, you know me, Money Moon, friends. You already know, right? But, damn, are you right. We talk about what Chase Claypool has been doing. He is showing that, hey, he is a weapon. Hey, DJ Moore ain't got it. I got it, Jay Field Hit me, bro. <laughs> if that's what he's doing, man, I like it. I'm telling you right now, man, it's going to be hard for a lot of secondaries, man, to contain DJ Moore and Claypool, especially when they on their A game.
0: And and, I, and also Darnell Mooney as well, you know, because now Darnell Mooney's going to have the privilege of going up against slot corners and and probably linebackers and safeties and shit. He's going to start torching these team people. So, bro, like I said, man, I know it's only practice. I know it's just August, and I'm trying to temper my emotions, man, but I've been really fucking excited for the shit that I've been seeing. And listen, man, number one, I know that he had a shaky practice on Wednesday that we talked about. But on Friday's practice, my boy bounced back. And that's what you expect your quarterback to do. If they have a rough performance, how do you rebound from that? That's what you need to see. You need to see that mentality of being able to put that shit behind you. Now, he did throw an early interception on Friday. But again, he came back from that. One of the things that they did that was really cool in the Friday practice is they started doing these what we call game-winning scenarios, win-the-game type of uh, drives. The first time around, the defense won. But the second time around, Fields and that offense, they learned from it, made those adjustments, and they converted. They were getting out. We're seeing some really good push from the defensive line. We're seeing the offensive line, you know what I'm saying, showing their mettle. So, like I said, man, you're seeing a lot of people getting better out there. And that's what this time of year is, is is all about. And I really am looking forward to this joint practice against the Colts next week because I'm tired of seeing our guys beating up on
1: each other. Let's beat up on some other fucks. <laughs> so you're right. Beat up on some other team, man. Make them respect you. Hell, I don't, I don't mind to see them get a little, you know, all a little chippy out there, bro. That's what I want to see, you know, two teams get after each other. But definitely, I want to see the Bears. You know, overpower them for sure. Jaquan Brisker didn't practice, didn't participate in
0: Family Fest today. But Friday's practice, Jaquan Brisker, another guy, A-Dub, that really impressed me. Now, Jaquan Brisker, Dub, making the presence known for himself. Even in the practices where they're playing like at a slow pace, where it's not as physical, where it's not as intense, Mm -hmm. he's still showing people, hey, I'm here. Now, they had an 11-11 period, A-Dub. My man made back-to-back plays out there to blow things up. If that would have been a regular game on one of the plays, he would have sacked Justin Fields. The other one was a run to play. And like I said, one of the things about Jaquan Brisker from last season that really impressed me, Dub,
1: was the fact that he's always around the fucking football. That guy IQ, man, his knowledge, his game knowledge, bro, is <laughs> – is definitely continue to improve and get better from last season, man. I mean, we we always hyped up about what he he's able to do. But now, have another year under your belt. I mean, this guy right now, bro, is playing, to me, on another level. And I know I'm the one who's pretty much quick to say, hey, this guy can be a Pro Bowl type of player, man. I still believe that, bro. They haven't left my thought process. I think <laughs> coming to this season here, man, this guy's going to be prepared and ready for whatever, man. He's going to be dangerous, man. One of the things that we saw from Wednesday's practice when they were shaky out there is that
0: they didn't have a lot of energy. You know, I okay. mean, Justin talked about it. he talked about it. Your boy, Money Moon, talked about it. Right, right. And one of the things that I saw on Friday is they brought a little bit of that juice, right? And they, they looked really good out there. And those are some of the things that you want to continue to see.
1: The fact that they recognize that and realize they didn't give that maximum effort, bro, that says a lot about this this offense like hey we know where we can get to we know we can be much better than that so the fact that they're seeing it they've already had success already and felt the drop off like no we got to get that shit back you know what I mean and they came back with a better effort I like that man so it just tells me the growth of this offense very much different than it was last season and I honestly
0: feel like it's Justin Fields showing that leadership he talked about how he got the office together and said hey look we can't come out flat and he also talked about how the Bears defensive backs or celebrating those big plays that they were making. And again, <laughs> that just shows you, hey, the competitive nature of a Justin Fields, he don't want to see that shit. And just like that defense, don't want to see the offensive players celebrating.
1: Right, right. And see, this is what we talk about when Eberflus and Ryan Poles, you and I be talking about this all the time, friends. when they talk about competition. They want competition. Compete, compete, compete. Seeing this offense competing like this, bro, seeing the defense compete like they are, that's what I want to see, man, make each other better. And you always say, iron, sharpen, iron, right? This is what it's all about, man. Hey, forcing each other to be better every time out there. You know, every time we go out there in the field, we're going to push each other to be better. These guys are really fighting, bro, to get better. And the fact that we're getting closer and closer, better and better, that's what's about, man. And I think this chemistry now is starting to show an aura around this team, man, on the offensive side. One of the areas on the offensive, that has been a little bit
0: concerning has been some of the injuries that we've seen on the offensive line. So that's something to keep our eye on, right? So Cody Whitehair, he was held out. Lucas Patrick, who replaced him, now we see him go down. Tevin yeah. Jenkins missed some time. We've seen that Nate Davis has been out. Yeah. So these are some things where people say, hey, well, let's not be too concerned
1: about it, but it's still something I want to kind of keep my eye on. You know, even though he's not really talking much about injuries. You know, that already pressed. He's keeping that close to the vest. He's not going to expose things regarding that part of it. but. We talk about chemistry, you know, that matters, especially on that offensive line. We got to get some good things going. So we spent all this money on Nate Davis. I want to see a great Nate Davis, you know, like at the end of the day. So you want to see this line again come to form. But we got to keep a close eye on it for sure, Prez, because, man, if they don't have that time together, man, it it can look ugly.
0: Like I said, because one of the things is they did struggle a little bit in the two-minute drill from a pass protection standpoint. But that's right. to be expected when your entire interior of the offensive line is out due to injury. Now, for me, as long as these guys are back healthy, close to week one, I'm good. But, it, again, I just don't know what these injuries are because when Nate Davis, is undisclosed. We don't even know what's going on. Right, right. You know, I mean, Tevin Jenkins, he came back. right? Yep. So, like I said, we're still seeing some other guys that are still out.
1: And to me, I hope it's nothing serious, bro. I hope that, you know, these injuries, you know, can get resolved very quickly. But at the end of the day, man, if we start to see these players miss too many practices, that is a cause for concern, man, because now you wonder, hey, how deep or how bad these injuries really are, bro. The season's around the corner, anyways. You already know, bro. So if these players are not having that chance to really work together enough. Yeah, I got concerns, bro. So I'm hoping it's minor. But again, we'll see how long this thing lasts.
0: Now, on the last episode, you asked me about the running back situation. And again, A-Dub, What I have to report back to you again on that, is Dante Donta Foreman, out of all the backs, has impressed me the most. And it's not because of his running ability. It's been him catching the ball out of the backfield. And that's an area that Herbert needs to improve
1: upon, especially if you want to be the lead back. But in this offense you're going to have to be to catch the football, the running backs. So if he cannot do that, bro, <laughs> it's going to be a struggle for him, you know, and um, we can see other running backs getting the opportunity. Because so that's an area we see that the Bears are going to probably try to exploit this season more so than last season. So you got to be to catch the football. We're unleashing Justin Fields. Like you've always said, bro, this is his year. He's being unleashed. Hey, everybody got to catch the football, including the running backs. Now, Doug, on Saturday's practice, padded. The pass
0: came back on, and you still had a little bit of that cheapy nature out there. We had our first fight of <laughs> training camp, and I tell you one thing, boy, that one did not fucking disappoint. Now you had Chase Claypool, who has been cooking the DBs all camp, right? Pretty much, he catches the pass, and my boy Eddie, Eddie Jackson probably wanted to give him a little something, something to think about. Hey, man, Chase Claypool wasn't going through the football let him; had some words for him.
1: And then here (laughs) Here we go, go. (laughs) fucking Chase Claypool ripping the helmet off and these guys going at it. (laughs) I love it, man. I love it, bro. I swear, people like, say, why you love that? Why you love the team's going at it? Hey, man, this is competition. Hey, we're trying to get an edge, you know. The defense trying to get a competitive edge. The offense trying to get a competitive edge. Mm -hmm. Hey, ain't nothing easy going on around here, man. Make it tough, make it rough. We're going to test your mental stability here, you know how are you mentally tough and i'm gonna show you i'm gonna challenge you to see where you are and that's what they're gonna do to each other man that's how you get better right there because sometimes it ain't always about you know your talent level friends i want to know if you're mentally strong bro can you take on all this and right now we're seeing that nobody's backing down bro when they talked to alan williams about it after the practice
0: he wasn't necessarily so keen on what took place and he's like hey i like a lively practice but i don't like when things get combative right and so I kind of understood where he was coming from. I don't want my guys breaking their hands, throwing punches and all that kind of stuff. But I don't mind him getting a little chippy, right? Because we know that both sides, whether it's the offense or the defense, they got pride. Yep. You know what I'm saying? They want to stand out for their particular unit. Right, right. And one thing that I will say about Eddie Jackson, the man told you this season he had big goals. (laughs) Yes. And so Eddie Jackson's coming in here with a chip on the show. He's his running back, Jaquan Brisker. He's seeing what that kid's over there doing. That just probably got him fired up. Ain't taking no shit this season. No, 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 no. <laughs> now, Tyler Scott, who's also been another guy that's been cooking. Friday's practice, the guy was tearing it up. Well, Saturday, when the pads go back on, Tyler Scott had his worst practice since I've observed him out here on the practice field. And again, it just goes to show you, man, it's levels to this thing. And he's still a rookie, but it was a exactly. really rough day for him. Now, what made it so rough for him, though? He had multiple drops on offense, and he muffed a punt. So, like I said, it's just been one of those things where you know he's a rookie, so you know it's going to be up and down for him. Kiss got a lot of talent, a lot of athleticism, but like I said, Saturday just wasn't his best. Uh, just wasn't his best uh, showing out there.
1: And the thing is, bro, it's for him to just remain humble and continue to work hard and continue to get better, man. That's the mindset, right? Because you, you, it's going to be up and down for a rookie, bro. And even in the season, you know that prayer. It's going to be up and down, man. But you got to be able to stay there, man, stay the course. And, you know, and know that, hey, it's a process. And continue to go out there and work, man. So having one bad day, don't stop no show, man. Come back the next day, come back stronger. Now, Roshan Johnson, as far as the running back room was concerned, showed
0: his physicality on Saturday with the pads on. I've talked to the audience about the fact that, it's really hard to evaluate the running backs until the pads come on. Roshon Johnson has not had a strong start to camp, been sidelined by injury. When he put the pads on, he's showing you right there some of that physicality. One of the things they did that I talked about when the Bears drafted Roshon Johnson is that he excels in pass protection, and that's also another area where Khalil Herbert and also even Dante Foreman have to be better. True. Well, in these padded practices. Hey, Roshon Johnson was not afraid to stick his fucking helmet in there.
1: I'm actually glad he's back, you know what I mean? And <laughs> when you miss time, you know that press, it kind of gives you a little bit of a setback. But the fact that he's showing that, hey, you know what, I really ain't really missed a beat, you know? I'll just happy to be out there in the football pit- field, able to help my teammates out, right? And he's showing you, again, what he's able to do on the field. So he's a different type of running back from what we already currently have. I like that, man. So if the Bears, if he's going to earn any playing time, this is a good way of showing it, bro, doing the things you just saw him do, the things you just said he'd done already. Continue doing that, man, because that's what's going to get you on that field. Yes, sir.
0: Tevin Jenkins, as I mentioned earlier, missed practice on Friday, returned yep. to practice there on Saturday. You know what I mean? Great news there. And it just seemed like it was one of those situations where the Bears were just being conservative and just more playing it safe with him. Yeah. But we saw Alex Leatherwood get some snaps there and left guard. You know, during the 11-11. so that was kind of cool to see him getting some snaps.
1: You know, you don't hear much a lot about uh, you don't hear a lot about him, but you know, it's good to see him get some snaps in, man. You know, and I think a guy like him, you still pull for. I mean, we talk about the depth of this team. You know, maybe it could be one of those depth pieces you're not talking about, but bro, I want to see him, you know, continue to you know uh, show what he's able to do as well. And I want to see him get better, man. That's what it's all about. I want to see the guy make progress. So getting the opportunity is a good way to do it, but you got to shine your opportunities.
0: No, you definitely got to shine. But like I said, it's just one of these situations where you look at the offensive line. We're not getting much of an update on what's going on with Nate Davis. But it's giving an opportunity for guys like Lucas Patrick, even though he's gone down with his own injury, but Jatire Carter, Alex Leatherwood. You start to see some of these other guys getting some reps out there. And like I said, it's a long season. So you're only better for guys like that getting reps early on in the camp. Mm -hmm. He was held out of the Saturday's padded practice. And again, we're starting to get a little list of players that are not participating in the practice. Tremaine Edmonds, Dave Davis, obviously, Demarcus Walker, and also Jack
1: Samuel. And I know people are like, oh, it's just one, you know, one practice, whatever. Maybe a couple practices, but for me, it's like, hey, that is those are time you miss, you know, to continue to build with your team. You know, I mean, it's good to watch and observe, but that's not enough, man. We need you guys on the field. And um, I just hope that at some point, man, we see that, you know, none of these injuries are happening, right? I want to see this team come into season healthy, going into, you know, these practices healthy. I want to see a lot of that, press because that's the only way we can make a lot of noise, man. Hearing about a, a key players being out, man, that's always tough, bro. And I don't really want to see much of that.
0: And hey, you'd be happy to know that your boy Money Moon looked pretty good out there on Saturday. and. I know that we've been hyping up the DJ Moores and the Chase Claypools Pools. Well, the Saturdays practice, we didn't really get to see too much of them making plays out there. But on Saturday, Darnell Mooney showed that route running ability, the reason why A-Dub fell in love with the guy. Yeah. During those one-on-one portions of practice, I was like, okay, look at Money Moon out there. <laughs> Another thing that got me pretty fucking fired up, and it wasn't just Money Moon, but it was DJ Moore. Woo. Watching these guys in the run game. And what they were doing to defensive backs, I talk about one block. Darnell Mooney just really just held up the defender, and I was like, okay, now, 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 now they out here fucking really showing off. <laughs> Him and DJ Moore both. So shout out to them. Justin Fields. I mean, come on now. We, we we talked about this kid over and over and over again. Saturday's practice, man, man, man. This kid right now playing at all time high. The confidence is there. Even after he had that rough practice on Wednesday, man, rebounded on Friday, had another solid practice on Saturday, looked phenomenal today at FamilySource.
1: You and I talk a lot about this guy on this show, Prez. And I'll tell you, man, the growth and improvement he's been making this training camp, bro, says a lot about Justin Fields. And it, it tells you, man, also, when you got weapons, man, how much different shit can be. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just going to call it what it is, man, with a DJ Moore, Claypool at his best, Money Moon, like, hey, coming out here with a vengeance. It's like you got weapons who are ready to play, man, and ready to put it out on the line. You just talked about the blocking from DJ Moore <laughs> and Money Moon. Like, they put it out on the line on everything, bro. They making sure every play counts, bro. Every rep matters, you know? And they coming out there showing that type of pride, you know? And, then, of course, we know our quarterback got pride. So just seeing Justin Fields able hey, to work with these guys, we're, we're seeing you and I talk a lot about the fact that that chemistry been building, bro. That's where it's at, man. And a lot of people, Perez, a lot of people are going to be surprised like a motherfucker. Not you and I <laughs> When the season kick off Absolutely and they start not. to <laughs> they, they see this growth on this kid, man. Ain't nothing they can say. All they can look around and say, hey, man, you all were right about this guy. He is now showing you because you're right, bro. When he's getting rid of that ball so quickly, Perez, when he's going through his reads, we talk a lot about that part of it, you actually saw a lot of that today. Went through it, went through it, boom, make a move, right? He's not holding the ball that long. some people can criticize a play here and there, but for the most part, bro, he's not holding on to that ball. He's getting rid of it, or he's running on the move and making shit happen. So this is a different Justin Fields. And listen,
0: like we keep saying, we are here for it. You know what I mean? Yep. Because a lot of the questions heading into training camp was, How's he going to do? Right. How's he going to perform with all the pressure and attention on him? Now I feel like the questions are being asked, what can he do? See, the questions are changing this because now this guy's starting to stack together practice after practice where he's really starting to really show people that he's moving the needle. He's showing people that, hey, that career year that a lot of us think can happen I think that he's showing people what time it is. And that to me is what gets me super excited. How efficient he's been, the plays that he's making out there, how he's not forcing things. I talked about it on the last show, not being afraid to check down, taking what the defense is giving him. His first read no longer is just tuck it and run.
1: He's right. working through all his progressions. Man, it's a, it's a beautiful thing, bro. It's a beautiful thing. And what you talked about, pro, on the show. You talked about the fact that he's spreading that ball around, bro. (laughs) That's huge right there. He's not just sitting on a DJ Moore. He's not just sitting on Claypool. He's not just sitting on Money Moon. He's getting everybody involved, man, commit, you know, even the running backs, bro. I'm like, this dude is really showing us, hey, he's a true quarterback, man. And what I always say, Chris, when you got players that's wanting to go to war with you, good players on your squad, you can be better as a quarterback because we know how last year was. It was tough to watch him play by himself, man, most of the year, you know? And we didn't have the weapons. We did not, bro. We didn't have the offensive line. We didn't have the weapons he was throwing to. And he made a lot of things happen out of nothing. Imagine now you got something to work with, what you're capable of doing. So he's talking about having a career year 4K, 4,000 passing yards. Oh, that is possible, bro. That's within reach. Ada, we're finally here at Family Fest.
0: I want to get your thoughts on just this day itself, right? Before we get into our players and the takeaways and this and that man what's just your two cents on family fest
1: i love family fest brez and the reason i love it bro is the players right we've been there before we've seen this the players are so great with the fan base bro they wouldn't want to sign autographs they wouldn't do whatever man they wouldn't stick around and just have a good time you know with the fan base and then the people bro the chicago bears fans man They show up for this team, bro, and we all come together, you know, just to have, you know, what do you call it, bro, a good time together, enjoy watching this team practice, right, watching them pull on the show for the fan base and the conversations we have about players overall who's grown who's improved, you know, just to talk about the team overall. So I love that camaraderie, man, that interaction with the fan base to talk about this team from what we saw last year, what we've seen this year. It's just always a joy, man. And one thing I will say, we got some die-hard Bears fans, man, that you always talk about, bro. And we get to see in action come to something like that when you see the the fan base bringing their family here, bro. It's dope, man. (laughs) Love seeing fans come with their family just to enjoy the show. And also you see the young
0: kids that are out there with their parents, right? You see yeah. the dads and the moms, right, that are the diehard fans. But yeah. then you see how the kids are brought up into the fandom. Now, I know some yep. people may make jokes and say, God, we're a suffering fan base. But you know what? Hey, these kids right now, they get to enjoy seeing a quarterback like Justin Fields. You hear all the kids out there, Justin, Justin, calling them over <laughs> and over again. Hey, man, I yep. think it was a beautiful – just it was just beautiful being out there, man. I, like we know, the weather wasn't the best, but we got the best fans in the whole fucking league, man. I'm sorry, but we, we do. just do, we just do. We Look at, dude, what, look at that attendance at training camp. Look at on the road when Bears fucking play whatever team. You gonna start hearing you you will start hearing Bears fans drowning out the whole team with the "Let's Go Bears" chance.
1: The best damn fan base in the league. You can't tell me otherwise. You can't tell me otherwise. And I want to back on something you said, man, about the fans. The kids, man. How they were chatting Justin Fields' name, bro. I thought that was so dope. We were looking behind us. I'm like, man, and you're the little young, innocent kids, man, who are going to grow up to play football, and who just also just love Justin Fields. How he's pretty much, you know, um, somebody people look up to a role model, man. And to see these kids, how much they love him, man. That's just a joy to watch. And I know Justin Fields soaks shit up like that all the time, man. But it's just good for me to see those kind of things in real life, being there to hear the kids say how innocent they are when they do that, man. It was just a joy. So I got to salute, you know, the fan base, those young, young kids, man, who's out there following the right guy. And that's Justin Fields. And now,
0: I'm going to get into Family Fest because, again, (laughs) we've talked about that connection between Justin Fields and DJ Moore and... Let me just say this, audience. DJ Moore is the fucking real deal. <laughs> that guy's got some slack out of this world, man. And it's a thing. Me and a we were just watching them just, you know, taking routine catches from fields, taking routine catches from the other quarterbacks, whether it was a P.J. Walker. What- right. But I was just looking at him. I was like, man, this guy, he just got a little air about him. Yep. <laughs>
1: and we haven't had that here in a while. Not since Brandon Marshall, at least. Right, right, right. That's a good point. Very good point, man. I was excited, bro. I'm, like, just looking at the guy. I'm like, man, that is definitely a damn oar around his ass. He just looked like he's just like, I'm the best wide receiver on the fucking field. Like, there's nobody better than me, you know? And you can see it. He has that demeanor to himself, man. Like, hey, just the fields, we ain't got to worry about nothing. You got a million squad, bro. You straight. (laughs) You know what I mean? So he got that to him, man. I'm like, man, I I love this guy. And then he go out there and perform, bro. It's like, wow damn, that's what we've been missing
0: right there. That's what we need. Listen, that's why DJ Moore is the best thing that's happened to Justin Fields since he's come to Chicago. <laughs> and I can see why Justin Fields has had a little bit of that fucking pep in his step this season because – or this offseason. Because, brother, I was excited, man, watching J- DJ Moore out there today. And like I said, we haven't even gotten to the plays of those two, man. I'm just talking about his energy and just kind of what he brought out there to the field. Chase Claypool, there's another guy. The guy is fucking huge, man. Yeah. The separation he got. Another guy, when they were doing the 101s, how he was getting behind the defense. If the passes would have been accurate, shit, Chase Claypool would have been in the end zone. I'm talking about he was getting separation. Valus Jones was getting separation
1: on folks. And these receivers, man, pretty damn impressive, bro. They were, Perez. And you hit a good point, man, that separation. You know, I haven't seen a a lot of this separation, man, last season or even last year when we came to uh, the Family Fest. This year, like I said, man, it's totally different, bro. Seeing that separation means a whole hell of a lot, man. And the thing is, friends, it's how quickly they get in that separation. It's not taking long at all. For you know what, DJ Moore, he's gone, bro. For you know what, Claypool, he has gone, it's like, man, this dude got this dude by the mile. The ball thrown accurately, a catch, right? So just seeing that part of the game, it's like, man, it's a pressure for
0: the offense. I thought they had one of their sharpest days today at, at Soldier Field today at the Family Fest. I mean, the offense, man, it looks smooth. Absolutely. And, and, we, and we continue to talk about these receivers, man, but I'm just saying, man, they all are showing you that, that they can play in this league. It's To me, it's the chemistry, man, that the, the receivers have with the quarterback. That's the biggest thing that I'm seeing that's kind of shining through.
1: It is, bro. That chemistry is coming along very well. We even see Cole commit getting on the action, bro. So you got the wide receivers doing that thing, tight end doing that thing as well. It's like, man, this all coming to form, bro. So we get some great blocking in general, man. I'm quite sure some of these players can eat, bro. You know, and the fact that they get these kind of separation like that, being big part of the offense, man, I love it, bro. So I'm just, I just can see a lot of great things coming out of this.
0: And you just talked about Cole Commit. He continues to show you how he's going to be just a field security blanket because we watched it out there in practice right in front of us, the 12-yard score that Cole Komet had. Woo! And how about that <laughs> celebration that the offense is doing now? That shit's kind of cool.
1: It really is, man. I love that celebration, bro. I'm like, what the hell? Where does this come from? <laughs> 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 I love it, bro. They all coming up there, you know, jumping at each other, whatever that little move they're doing. I'm like, man, that's very unique. But you know what? The whole entire offense, you know, jumping in on par that You know what I'm saying? They all having the fun together doing that. So, I mean, we can get used to that, Perez. I want to continue to see more of it. Hey,
0: I'm good with seeing that shit all season, all season. <laughs> but yes,
1: sir.
0: To, But to the point I had made earlier when I was talking about how DJ Moore and Chase Claypool had been stepping up so much, well, you got a guy like Darnell Mooney last year at this time, we were all talking about how he was a wide receiver one. That seems like so long ago we were saying that. Hey, Mooney's looking like your three, which, hey, I'll take that all day long on my team. I have a guy with that talent. He looked like he
1: got that explosive in his neck. You saw him when he was running through those drills today. Hey, then, that quickness is bad. I don't think Ryan has got to worry about that, man. If the guy healthy or not, we got any concerns there, as you and I talked about, there's no concerns with that. He's good, man. Money Moon seems to be – she look explosive, bro. So if he's continuing doing that, man, he's straight, bro. He is straight. So I like what I'm saying for Money Moon, man, in, in training camp So since he's been back. So if he continue doing that, we, we good. Justin Fields. Now, I know I keep talking
0: about him all this, but I can't help it because out there today, mercy. Best day of camp for Justin Fields. The accuracy, man, was on point all day long in inclement weather. Now I'm not trying to act like it was a storm or anything like that, but it was some consistent rain that was going on out there. Yep. But the guy was accurate. Had really great touch on his throws. And I'm talking about, man, we didn't even gotta talk about how he threaded the needle for that pass to DJ Moore, man. My <laughs> God. And that's he. He did that one right in front of you and I. We got the video. We got that up on our Twitter account. Brother Ada, another year Family
1: Fest where we get a video that go crazy for the internet. Yeah, that video went crazy, Prez. And if anybody have not got a chance to see it yet, check it out on Twitter. You know where to find us. Holler at, that, holler, holler at us on there, you know what I'm saying? Check it out. But yeah, man, I was happy for DJ Moore and Justin Fields. Another hookup with those two, bro. And that came after Justin Fields threw an interception. Bounce yeah, Jayla back, Jalen
0: Johnson, quickly. when Jalen Johnson picked him up. But that's the thing, he a hell of a point, because he bounced back. You couldn't even tell he threw that pick.
1: Sure could. <laughs> exactly. You would never knew, man, how he came back and say, okay, I got something for that ass. And I'm like, okay, DJ Moore, all right. Man, I just love it, man. But the thing is, bro, that we, we're going to see a lot of that. You talked about that already, I have. We're going to see a lot of that, man. So DJ Moore and Justin Fields, dope. The video put out there, dope as well, man check that shit out a couple things now i know there was people like oh he held on to the ball for five seconds get over
0: it second part oh it's (laughs) practice get over it third part the thing that i really loved about that play was darnell mooney called out the fact that he had double coverage signaled that shit to justin justin sees the dj moore's lined up one-on-one yep the trust that Justin Fields showed to DJ Moore to just threat that ball in there and knew that DJ Moore was going to come down with that catch.
1: That type of chemistry, bro. That type of, you know, respect for each other. Like, hey, I trust you. You trust me. Let's do the damn thing. Man, <laughs> I can see DJ Moore get a lot of opportunities, bro. Just because of that, man, that trust, man, that trust that they have with each other.
0: That was Justin Fields' best performance of camp. That throw to DJ Moore was the best throw of the day. DJ Moore has continued to show you that this guy is going to have a big-time year. There was someone that asked on Twitter today. They said, hey, is it too soon to predict that DJ Moore is going to be a pro bowler? And I was like, fuck no. No, not at all. I see all pro coming from him in this season. And I don't even feel no kind of way about saying that. I know we ain't played one preseason game from What I see from this kid, DJ Moore, and he's doing it against Jalen Johnson, who is a
1: hell of a player. <laughs> hey man DJ Moore cooking everybody man I can't even lie bro From Jalen Johnson to whoever whoever you put on him he's gonna say look man I got him I got him I got him Justin Fields look out you know so the fact that we have a, a player like that wide receiver Perez man bro that's dope man it really is and I was just happy for Justin Fields because he deserves something like this, as you always say, Perez. He deserved this, man, and I want to see him continue to thrive with DJ Moore.
0: Justin Fields was not set up for success his rookie year. I'm not even gonna get into the minutia of that, but I just feel like year three they put pieces around Justin that allowed this kid to take that next step, and we're seeing a quarterback that has said, "Hey, you put the faith in me, Ryan Poles. You didn't go after a quarterback, you didn't." Look at a quarterback. You say, hey, I'm going to give you the keys in this offense. And Justin Fields is rewarding that faith from Ryan Poles.
1: He is rewarding. Uh, Ryan Poles. man, he's going to make even flus <laughs> look really good the way he's playing. But one thing I will say, man, from today, press, we've seen Justin Fields make a lot of accurate throws. Even the Even the passes that were dropped, bro, by some of our receivers, they were all on the fucking money, bro. I'm like, damn, this dude is really showing you that, hey, y'all see I couldn't do this here or do that. You know, he got it. And <laughs> I thought Ebner played well today, bro, coming out the backfield. I know he didn't play with the starters, you know, with the first string. Uh, but he came in, bro, and played very well, bro. He played, you know, at the running back. I saw him out there feeling the punt returns as well. I thought he played well, man. I thought he came out and showed something. So I know he's, like, further down on the total pole when it come down the running backs, man. But when he came out there, bro, and got some reps in, I thought he executed, bro, you know, in his limited opportunities. So I got to give him a little credit here, bro, because you'll hear his name called a lot. But I will say, man, he came out there and did his thing.
0: Yeah, I thought Embryer was solid out there. I mean, he's got an uphill battle to make this team. Yep. Uh, Maybe he'll be able to, you know, squeak back on the practice squad. But right now, I'm looking at him. He's probably like fourth on that death chart right now. Yep. (laughs) He
1: is, man. He is. But he came out there and played well today, though. You know, but you're right, bro. (laughs) he got to do more of that but on that depth chart man it's tough for him though but I got to salute so for me it was Josh Blackwell so Kyler Gordon was another guy that didn't
0: practice today and the Bears man they got some tough decisions in this secondary because you just having some guys that are really flashing out there we talked earlier in the week about the competition between Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith but now you're Mm -hmm. looking at the situation with with Gordon and Blackwell it's like man Allen Williams, Matty Breffus, you guys
1: got a lot of decisions to make on what y'all gonna do with this personnel. Hey, look, if I'm Josh Blackwell, I said, whatever you all gonna do, I'm gonna make it tough. <laughs> it ain't gonna be easy, man. And um, I got, I like what he how he played today, man. I mean, in coverage, he was fantastic, bro. So I mean, I got to give Blackwell a lot of credit, bro, for sure, for how he performed. But you're right, man. He got competition right you know ahead of him. So long as he continues to perform and do well, he has a shot. He has a chance. And this is my thing. We know Kyler Gordon is going to be the
0: starter at the slot. Yep. But there's probably one or two positions that are going to be available in that secondary. And the way that Josh Blackwell is playing, he's got an opportunity to lock one of those spots down. Because we we already know, when you look at a Jalen Johnson, Kyler Gordon, Tyreek Stevenson, Terrell Smith, those guys are already on the team. Yeah. So with that cornerback position, it's going to be like, okay, who else? And I think Josh Blackwell – is basically putting his name on one of those spots. If he continues to play like he did today, got a pick out there. He picked mm-hmm. off PJ Walker. Nice play, man.
1: Nice play. Nice, bro. Nice, and he read it. He read it very well. You know, I gotta give him credit for that. You know, it just shows being in the right place, knowing where to go, where the football is at, and getting there, and making it happen. But that's what you want. You want to see, you know, your your, your DBs create some turnovers. I mean, right there, getting is always helpful. So I know it's gonna be tough for him, bro. But you know what? He again, he's a guy that I think, man. Can you know do some things? So I'm hoping that he can, can continue to impress the coaching staff. Any other thoughts, or observations for you or family there before we get out of here? We are seeing a lot of these plays, a lot of these uh reps. We see a lot of passing plays. We're seeing a lot, a lot more than running plays. We see the running backs get involved a little bit, but most of this, bro, we see hey, Justin Fields he came out there, bro. He's airing it out, he's throwing the football. And I think you can see right now, cool hand loop giving us an idea how you want this offense to play. I know we talked about this, bro, but, man, it's really starting to show how he wants to play going forward. This is actually Justin Fields' offense for sure, bro. There is no doubt. If anybody ever questioned that, what this is and what it's about, this is what it is. Justin Fields, things are being built around him, and we're actually going to throw the football a whole hell of a lot more than we've been doing in the past for sure, man. And nothing against the running backs at all. It just shows you that, hey, this offense, It's turned to how a lot of offense are being played going forward. We're adding this motherfucker out.
0: Now, this is one thing for the audience to keep in mind. When you think about this offense and what has really been really crucial to them, especially when you look at a practice like today, is within the red zone, the area that they really struggled at last season, and probably a couple of seasons even before that they struggled with that area. Yep. But in this practice here today, you're seeing that red zone execution at 100%. And
1: that's going to be huge, though, Prez. This is going to be the between getting field goals and getting touchdowns, baby. The execution. And I like the fact that several players are coming big in the red zone. We've seen Komet. We've seen your boy DJ Moore. We've seen Claypool, bro. They are coming up big in the red zone. And it's not just one practice, bro. This is becoming consistency, you know? And that's what I like to see. It's facts. But like I said, the running
0: game, we can't really say too much about that because we still don't know what's going to happen with that. Because for the limited amount of what I've seen them doing with the running game, it's looked good. I like what they've done with the screen game. I like what they've done with getting the ball into the running back's hands out of the backfield when I talk about Donta Foreman, which is that's an area that he's going to have to get better at because in his career, that has not been a strong suit of his. So you could tell that he's working on his craft. And I'm hoping that Khalil Herbert is staying after and getting those type of reps in as well. Like I said, man,
1: I don't know what's going to happen at this running back position. I really don't. I can't call it right now. <laughs> it's been tough, man. It's been tough because no one really has overshadowed the next person, really. You know, no one has taken that lead, bro, you know, that you talk about. taking. Who's the who's going to take the ham, you know? And I haven't really seen anybody, you know, elevate to that point and got that kind of separation, you know? And it's like we could throw any one of these motherfuckers out here, you know, if we want to. <laughs> it makes something happen, you know, with Justin Fields. But the thing is, I do want to see if Khalil Herbert, our number one guy, to definitely create that separation because he
0: has not done it yet. On the defensive line, Dexter and Pickens, they were getting pressure in the interior line of that offensive line all day today. And, again, I talked earlier about how there's a lot of talk about the get-off for Dexter, and that's something that Iberflus even said that they're trying to work on or trying to get him to improve upon that. But, hey, we're still seeing this guy penetrate that Bears' interior offensive line. Bows well for that defensive. He and Pickens both to continue to show that type of dominance that we've seen out of them so far in camp.
1: Seeing the young guy continue to thrive, bro, and make some noise today, that's what I like hearing, man. I like seeing it. I hope it continues, bro. But I would say, man, even throughout this offseason, he's been making a lot of noise, bro. He's been getting better and better, right? Now, I started this show by
0: talking about Andrew Billings and how he's been a quiet standout, but this is a guy that demands a double team. So you talk about a guy like Justin Jones it allows him to be one-on-one because Billings is taking up so much space out there. So if he can continue to do that kind of thing over the course of the season, I'm really fucking stoked for what that would mean for this defensive line. Because if you could continue to have this guy taking up multiple blockers,
1: it's singling up other people on that offensive line. Somebody's going to get in there and get after the quarterback. Hell yeah, definitely, bro. I want to see Justin Jones show me something this season. I ain't see a lot what I wanted from him last year, bro. But he does have a good chance this year to actually bounce back, man, and show a lot of growth, you know, and make a bigger impact than he did last season. So I'm pulling for him, bro. But you're right. I think he got a chance of doing some good things. He just got to want it and show it.
0: I think this is my biggest thing before we get out of here is just the injuries. I, I know that, you know, we don't really know much about what's going on with these guys. But listen, we got 10 practices in the books right now. And we got guys like Nate Davis, DeMarcus Walker, Tremaine Edmonds, Sam Bourne, I know Mercedes Lewis just got here. He was present, didn't practice. Kyler Gordon was on the list. Yep. Lucas Patrick. You know what I mean? Even Eddie Jackson today took himself off the field. He's He tweaked something. <laughs> the Desquan Brisker situation. So maybe it's precaution
1: for some of these, but these are some things that I'm going to be keeping my eye on as we go forward. That's the most important, you know. Uh, if you're not on the field, giving this team something to work with, that's going to be tough, man. Uh, But I do hope that, like I said before, man, not anything major going on when it comes down to injuries, man. So I love to see these key players continue to thrive. They've been having a good training camp up until this point, man. So I want to see these players, man, come into the season healthy, bro. That's what we need.
0: Yeah, I mean, just even
1: for if if
0: we're talking about just for the sake of continuity. Yeah. That's what is important. And that's why Mm it's important because this is where the chemistry comes together. Like we're seeing this happen on the offensive side of the ball. I would love to see that continue to happen on the defensive side of the ball. But like I said, we'll see what happens. These could just be precautions. They could be minor things that they're just trying to prevent from being a major thing. We'll see. You know, I don't want to make a whole big deal out of something that probably could be a non-starter. But just right. something that I just want to put on everybody's radar just because, hey, I noticed that the list is starting to get a little long. I enjoyed the second week of training camp. I really enjoyed being back at Soldier Field AW. You know how excited <laughs> we get when we back in the building. Before we get out of here though, I want to give a special shout out to one of our loyal listeners, Eric Crimmins. We didn't get a chance to catch up with him because you and I were running around that damn stadium like crazy, but he, his son Brady, and Ryan were at the game and, and salute to Ryan being a cancer survivor. I believe it's six years that he's been cancer-free. Man, salute to Eric and his boys. He had them out there at Family Fest today. Eric, Next time you're at Soldier Field, man, you got two beers coming on you, courtesy of your boy Prez, man. I'm sorry that I didn't get a chance to catch up with you, man, but want wanted to give you that shout-out, man. We appreciate
1: you, and we love you and Ryan and Brady, man. Yeah, I, I second that what Prez said, man. Eric, we hope to catch up with you soon, brother. You know what? Uh, good to have you out there with your family, man. Uh, enjoying the show out there, you know, for the Chicago Bears, and thank you for being a loyal, loyal listener and also a loyal fan to the Chicago Bears. Yes, sir. Well, listen, audience.
0: We appreciate you guys all for your continued support of this platform and for helping make us a top 10 Chicago Bears podcast. We're going to be back at the end of next week here to give you guys our thoughts on week three of training camp and really kind of break down what we see from this joint practice against the Indianapolis Coast, which we are very excited about. So listen, thank you guys as always. We know you guys can go anywhere to get your Bears information and knowledge and entertainment, but you guys choose to come here every week We don't take that shit lightly. We appreciate you all. Thank you. But we are out for now.